Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hit and run Sundays from 9 a.m. till noon. It's time for Hit and Run with your host, Matt Spiegel. Oh, my goodness. Is this on? Does this work? I think it does. Let me smack it. I All hear right. you, man. Yeah, it hit. Sean Sears hears me. Sean is here, our vaunted producer of Hit and Run. I, Matt Spiegel, am here. Our associate producer, Ruben Spiegel, is here in the house And now all we need is you. Hopefully you are here. Let's talk baseball on a special hot stove edition of Hit and Run. I want to thank the Bears for playing on Thursday night. I want to thank thank Olin Krutz and Mully and Pat Manley for understandably demanding a Sunday morning off from a Bears pregame show, which need not exist since, as I mentioned, the Bears already played on Thursday night. I want to thank Mitch Rosen and Ryan Porth for having the idea. Hey, gay, let's let that Spiegel guy talk. He's bursting with baseball thoughts and information because the baseball season, uh, she just recently ended. But goodness, the hot stove season is here. And both teams in this unique two-team town have made a lot of news with a lot of different stuff. You got front office hires for the White Sox, as you know. Some coaching staff hires Brady Sizemore. Come on down. Is that amazing? Him, Jason Bourgeois. I was like, is this like a 04 like highlight reel of coaches? Here? Marcus Thames. I mean, goodness. I will forever think of Grady Sizemore as part of a remarkable trade. Bartolo Colon from Cleveland to Montreal for Grady Sizemore, Cliff Lee, and Brandon Phillips. How'd that one work out for Cleveland? Very, very well. Extremely well. Anyway, that's not the headline of the week, obviously. The week includes Craig Council becoming the brand-new Cubs manager. He'll be introduced tomorrow at Wrigley Field press conference at 10 o'clock. Our Bernstein and Holmes will be there live broadcasting. Council expected to walk on down the hall and join them live on the air at some point. And um, I will be there, uh, Danny Parkins and I both heading over to the press conference tomorrow, so we'll have uh, thoughts on all of that when we convene for the regular Monday show tomorrow. But yeah, Council in and David Ross out is certainly the biggest baseball news of the week, and we will have time to process it all. And it really goes hand-in-hand with the Jason Benetti departure from the White Sox. I mean, that's it's massive news with lots of emotional swings for you, the Cub fan, and you, the Sox fan. Goodness. It's a crazy week. And it is a week when, if you know any of these people, even tangentially, but, you know, personally, you're calling and texting everybody. Calling and texting. And that, and, and that was the thing for me reaching out to colleagues or former players or former coaches and being like, oh, my God, can you help me process this David Ross, Craig Council stuff? Because that was a lot to process. And then when it's Benetti, you're, you're, if you're me, you're reaching out to Jason. You're reaching out to friends in the play-by-play community. You're trying to process this and, and, and talking about it. I mean, my bandmate Len Casper, unavailable to come on as he works for another station, but he and I – Talk, talking a lot. 
this week, trying to kind of sort through everything that has gone on. I imagine you, amongst your Sox fan friends and family, talking about the Benetti departure, processing that. What does that mean? What does it say about the organization? All of that. And processing the managerial hire, right? Well, now we get to do it together. We get to do all of that together. Um, And I'm excited to do so. Your phone calls and your texts are not merely welcome. They're elemental to the very completion of the broadcast at 312-644-6767. And as always, we are broadcasting live from the Scores Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And you can text me. You can tweet me at MattSpiegel670. I've got a special assignment for you, the texter and the tweeter. A little bit later in this first segment. I mentioned, tune in tomorrow at 10 a.m. for Craig Council's introductory press conference. Bernstein and Holmes will be part of the team coverage, broadcasting live at Wrigley from 10 to 2, joined by Council and others. That's all tomorrow on 670. The score is sponsored by your local Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers. By the way, if you're looking for something to do a little bit later in the day, like, I don't know, a little less than three hours from now, and you would like to... Uh, go and hang out and see some football, but see some great people talking football. Why don't you join Chris Tannehill and Dave Wanstead for the Four Winds Football Forecast live in person at Four Winds Casino in New Buffalo. That's today, Eastern Time, noon. So if you're driving from Chicagoland, you got to get there as if your target was 11. But if you're already there, obviously noon is the time, and you know that. Noon to 1.30 Eastern is a free event. You can meet Wani who is the best. Get an autograph and a photo with Coach and hang out with him for the start of the NFL games. The winning never stops at Four Winds Casino in New Buffalo, your entertainment escape. Go be a crowd for Tanny and Wani. That is awesome. Coming up later on this show today, Chuck Garfine will join me at 10 o'clock. Chuck from the White Sox Talk podcast. And, of course, NBC Sports Chicago was out there in Arizona for the GM meetings. He and Ryan McGuffey are just about the best talking White Sox, breaking down everything that is going on, and there's a lot going on. So we'll talk about everything Chris Getz said, and I want to hear from you guys along the way. How did it feel to have Chris Getz say, I hate my team, or I don't like our team? He's, uh, he's not alone. So that's interesting. We'll talk about that. With Chuck, Sahadev Sharma of The Athletic has been all over the Cubs offseason already. He, too, out in Arizona for the GM meetings. He and Patrick Mooney with team coverage at The Athletic, just all over every aspect of of this Cubs offseason so far. He will join me at 1040. And I'll go ahead and promote this now, okay, before we get back to some conversations, some of my thoughts and everything like that. Um, We are living in the space of legitimate Shohei Otani dreams. as The Cubs fan base, and really just Chicago baseball people in general, Shohei Otani might come here. That he, he legit might come here. He's the second favorite among the gambling betters because Cub fans are crazy and have driven that down to where it is. But anyway, there are all over the place, whether it's the anonymous GM sourced by Mark Feinstein at MLB.com earlier in the week, saying that they think the main competition for the Dodgers is going to be the Cubs, whether it is Bob Nightingale among a ton of nuggets in the Bob Nightingale column today at USA Today with this. If Otani does not sign with the Los Angeles Dodgers or Angels, some executives predict that he'll end up signing with either the Chicago Cubs or Texas Rangers even if the San Francisco Giants will offer the most money. So Cubs legit players here. So if we have Otani dreams, I think you should lean in and enjoy it. What would it be like to have him here? Here's what I want from you via text or via tweet. Text me your vision of Otani as a Cub, a moment in an imagined future game, or a statistical accomplishment that he completes at Wrigley, one of those unique Tungsten O'Doyle-style Otani accomplishments at Wrigley. That kind of thing. A moment in an imagined future game or a statistical accomplishment completed at Wrigley. Text it to me all morning. Um, I will gather them. Tweet it at me at Matt Spiegel 670 We'll do a segment in the 11 o'clock hour where I share those. Visions of Otani. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, right? And I will uh, try to work electricity howls in his face uh, into it. 
while we do visions of Otani. That's just for you. The few who might possibly get that very obscure reference. But hey, it's a Sunday morning. I can do what I want. It's fun. Let's go. It's very fun. There's man. a there's a million nuggets in the uh, in the Nightingale piece. Sean, did you see the Nightingale piece? I did. Let I me mean, just like Tim Anderson uh, could be very welcomed by the Los Angeles Angels, who would convert him to second base. That's one. The Houston Astros are expected to promote Joe Espada, the bench coach, to be their manager on Monday. So that job is out for David Ross. The Milwaukee Brewers, who are strongly considering promoting bench coach Pat Murphy, the former Notre Dame coach, also have their eyes on Mike Schilt if he's not hired by the San Diego Padres. Those are the three jobs that are open. Padres, Astros, and Brewers. I still think the Brewers should go hard for David Ross. I think that would be entertaining as hell. Oh, I'd love it. And give us massive juice in that rivalry for years to come. Well, I know he also apparently turned down the bench coach job from the Yankees. Suppose that they talked to him and offered it, and he said he wants a manager job, which he, I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. His friend Aaron Boone um, will needs a bench coach as Carlos Mendoza jumped to the Mets to be their manager. So, yes, apparently Ross offered that but prefers to – go right back into managing if he was to take a job this year. He may not take a job this year. The man will get paid handsomely to do as little as he would like or as much as he would like. Uh, I mean, my feelings on the Ross hire, I think, are well known. Um, I'm excited for the council era because that guy, I believe, is the absolute standard. I I do believe that Craig Council... is the best manager in baseball. Now that Terry Francona has retired. Due respect to Bruce Bochy, Kevin Cash, Bob Melvin, um, Dave Roberts, I think, would be in my top five. Maybe Alex Cora. Um, You know, I'm pretty sure that that's my top five. But Council is, is terrific for lots and lots of reasons. And one of them is that he's incredibly smart and thinks like a front office guy while still maintaining the ability to communicate with players and communicate with the public. But he really does think about absolutely everything and will do the most mathematically sound and sensible thing nine times out of ten. And that is often if not usually, if not always, <clears throat> the right thing to do. It is. It is. What, I'll be really interested to see what we end up thinking are the spots where counsel should be trusting his gut more often. Because we know what those spots were with David Ross, where he seemed to trust his gut and his, uh, his knowledge of the players a little bit more so than perhaps the math and what the upstairs folks wanted. While I think Council is a great manager and I'm looking forward to it, I do feel like David Ross was done a little dirty by the Chicago Cubs. I do. And I've talked about it during the week. I wrote about it. It's just the nature of the ruthlessness of the business. If you really are going to do it the way that Jed clearly is doing it and the way that Theo did it. I called it justifiable cruelty in a column that I wrote earlier this week at 670 The Score. It, you can't deny that it is cruel when dude thought he was going into the final year of his deal very much a make-it-or-break-it situation and was just pronounced loudly as the manager for the future by both Jed Hoyer and ownership. But they get to do what they want, and they have to live with the consequences. What are the consequences? Uh, Well, personally, if you're Jed Hoyer, you've got to know that your friend, David Ross, who you have brought in, hates you, absolutely hates you, and might just hate you forever. You know? And a lot of people who love David hate you right now, and they might just hate you forever. How does John Lester feel? Right? Like, how, how do some of these people who are your friends, but also were your players and are legends and part of the entire fabric of the thing. How do they feel about you? And that is, that's just something you got to deal with on a personal level and kudos to Jed and Theo before him for doing what they think is best. But I don't want to deny that that is something you have to deal with. And frankly, it's why I shouldn't have that job. 
I will admit right now, the ability to be that dispassionate and deal with the brutal, cold heart of the industry, not a strength for your boy. Could do that, man. Think about it, man. Think about Cubs con in like a couple months. Like, there's no 2016 Cubs coming, not minus Kyle Hendricks. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. You know, and, and people will get over it, and people maybe, and people will deal with it, and, and and all of that. But just that personal level. I mean, there is a deeply personal level of of friendship and and just connection that is damaged irreparably and forever for this stuff. So that that's part of it. But the other part of it is that some people who still work for you and with you will be damaged by this stuff personally. And that, that's what I've wanted to give voice to. I don't know who the players in that clubhouse are who think that their beloved manager was done dirty, but I'm sure that there will be some. You know that there will be some. Some of the coaches that you keep, some of the coaching staffs that you blend together, if anybody in Milwaukee is allowed to leave – Mark Adonagio, the Brewers owner, said they're all staying. Said that very quickly. <laughs> I don't. That's okay. All right. Well, so we'll see how that all plays out. Now, a lot of that stuff can get smoothed over, upset people, coaches, people in the organization, whatever. Like, wow, I can't believe they did David that way. Are they going to do me that way? I guess it doesn't mean anything when they say family. I guess I should just, you know, be careful about that. Like, uh, I just I'll cover my ass. Like, those kind of things, those are real and you have to deal with it. And those things don't necessarily go away. If in three months, counsel does some stuff that makes somebody unhappy. Five months, he does some stuff in the middle of a season that makes a player unhappy. Um, they're going to have to make sure that there's good communication. That anybody left holding any sort of grudge on David's behalf is dealt with. And if you're Jed, that's an extra level of maintenance with people in the organization. Coaches. Maybe players, but that'll be up to Craig and his coaches. But you know what I mean? It's just there's a level of personal discomfort that gets added in here and has to be dealt with. And I will be the guy who tells you that those are going to be real things that have to be dealt with. That said, I get the move. And it's exciting. It's ballsy. And you'll, you'll hear from Craig tomorrow and hear from everybody tomorrow. And I, I assume we'll hear a little bit from Tom Ricketts at some point tomorrow. Know this. The willingness to spend $40 million on a manager is pretty effing rare in baseball. Put it up there with the moment they rebuilt the complex in Mesa to be absolute state of the art in 2013. Put it up there with the revamping of the clubhouse and everything that they did to make the players' facilities in Chicago absolute state-of-the-art. Put it up there with that kind of stuff, things you don't have to do in terms of expenditure, but things you do because you want to be the best. You want to be the very best and to be thought of as the best. And that makes an impact all across the industry. Man, you tell people... We're willing to do this for a manager, and we will spend the most anyone has ever spent on a manager. And we will be ruthless and remove our guy just because it's time. That signals to everybody that you'll do absolutely everything necessary to be the very best, to win the most games, and to attract the very best. And that will factor in to free agent pursuits. Shohei Otani and his agent know about it. They see it. It matters. You are setting an incredibly high standard as a big market behemoth here in the middle of the Midwest. And it's, it's incredibly exciting and impressive. So all of that stuff is in the mix. And I want to talk to you about it, about Ross and Council. We can certainly talk about Benetti as well. And really anything you want in terms of the phone lines right now for this first hour. The White Sox restructuring that's taking place. Everybody's available in trade conversation, including Dylan Cease, just not Luis Robert as of right now. That, according to Bob Nightingale in his column this morning. What should the Cubs do in terms of possible trades for Juan Soto or Pete Alonso? And more. All of it is wide open for you at 312-644-6767. In our final hour... You'll hear from Jason Benetti, uh, a portion of the second episode of my podcast, The PBP, 
that he did uh, this year. I, I, you know, if you don't know, I did a podcast about play-by-play and interviewed 15 to 17 different legendary play-by-play people, and Bonetti was an absolute favorite. And he was willing to come on a second time after I got a chance to do my three games at Wrigley. You'll hear him dissecting some of my calls because it shows you the level of care and thought and artistry with which this man attacks the job. And it really takes you inside the conversation and the, the, the work it takes to be great at play-by-play. I can't believe he's gone. It, it, it's incredibly sad that a talent like that who loves the White Sox was, in my opinion, slowly, progressively, gradually pushed to find another place to work. Really, really sad. Let's talk about all of it with this special opportunity for Sunday morning baseball conversation. It's Hit and Run with me, Matt Spiegel, on 670 The Score. Untouchables or not? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Any there are no untouchables. We're back with more Hit and Run. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. On 670, the score. No crying. You know, I think that he's consistently, year after year after year, um, They've you know, outperformed expectations, which is really impressive. And and listen, it's not a one-man show up there. You know, they've had um, two really capable people running baseball operations up there. They've done a really good job in Milwaukee. They're like a very worthy rival, you know, and, and all the things they that they've done. So I, I think this like making this like Craig Council was the whole reason. Now, of course not, but I do think you know consistently they've outperformed expectations and. Um, that, that's borne out both with your eyes and when you look at the data. That's Jed Hoyer talking about Craig Council. That was in response to a question asking how much Craig was responsible for within the organization in total. Thoughts of Hot of Sharma, who's going to join us at 1040, followed up nicely in that conversation, wondering about how much of the bullpen that Milwaukee has put together and the bullpen excellence that they have found is due to Craig um, as a manager being part of the planning and the thought process. Want to get deeper into that and other stuff with Sahadev when he joins us again in an hour and 10 minutes. But right now it's you and me talking baseball on a Sunday morning. Let's go. 
670, the score is where you are. We go to Nick on the north side. You will kick us off with the phone calls this morning. What do you say, Nick? Hey, thanks for taking my call. It's funny you mentioned the bullpen because that's kind of what I was going to ask you is that, you know, obviously this last season with the Cubs, a lot of the turmoil in the bullpen led to a lot of losses. And Council had a lot of big arms in his bullpen. I wonder from your perspective, what technically can Council bring to the Cubs from the bullpen perspective, whether it is roster construction, whether it is day-to-day scenario planning, what does he do that Ross didn't do that either short-term or long-term will be evident within the bullpen? It's a great question. Um, To the best of my knowledge as it stands right now, and we'll learn more as we go, he's going to serve the matchup completely. So now what does that mean? He's going to serve the matchup based on swing plane versus pitch tunnel. Like, does he, is that what he uses predominantly, what the Brewers use predominantly? Or do they use, you know, different measurables? Like, how do they, what do they look at here? Obviously, you know, looking at splits and saying, oh, this guy's bad against lefties. I will bring in a lefty. That is just one piece of the puzzle now. There's a million different aspects that you can use. I, I look forward to him being asked that tomorrow. What do you look at in terms of bullpen matchups? What matters the most? I know some orgs look at exactly what I just said. Swing plane versus the shape of a pitch, you know? Does he love that? Does he serve that? And that can be independent, of course, of handedness. So in terms of matchups, he seems to be really good at that. The other thing that you're going to figure out is that touch of, like, is a guy ready to go or not? Does a guy seem tired? Um, You know, do I continue to trust somebody? There were definitely times this year where I thought David Ross leaned on, say, Mark Leiter Jr. More than I would have by then. It was like, oh, God, Leiter Jr., he hasn't been good for a week and a half. What the hell's going on? Or Julian Merriweather was great. It's like, why isn't Julian Merriweather in the highest possible leverage? And eventually he was. Those decisions of when to elevate guys to certain matchups and when to reduce guys to other matchups. Once the game gets going, that's up to a manager and a pitching coach. That's their feel. The front office is upstairs going crazy, thinking he should do this, he should do that. I wouldn't do that. Damn it. And they can't talk to him, and it's the manager's job. So council's obviously been really good at that stuff. It's a feel for in-game decisions, and I think a feel for the exact usage of particular style arms and then the exact factors that he thinks are the most important in a matchup. That's my early answer on that. Let's go to Phil in Lombard on 670 The Score. Good morning, Phil. You're on Hit and Run with me, Matt Spiegel. What's up? Good morning, and uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I just think we need to move forward here, quit talking about David Ross, and start talking about great counsel and the Cubs moving forward. Okay. You know, this is a business. This is a business, and Jed made a decision regarding what he thought was best for the Cubs being successful moving forward. You, you cannot let emotion and sentimental attachments play into these decisions. That is what winning organizations do. David Ross was given a golden opportunity to be the managers of the Cubs with zero experience. I mean, really the opportunity of a lifetime. In the end, he did not meet their expectations and they had that opportunity to upgrade the organization and, uh, and Jed didn't hesitate. Let's hey, just move hey, forward hey, hey, Phil, I, I, think, I think all of that is understandable and true. I myself have needed a few days to process the thing. And, and, and this is my first chance to do this show solo to what is often a different audience, so I wanted to voice what I myself have been processing and let you in on the fact that a lot of other people have been doing the same thing. So it's not a simple binary, okay, hey, great, we moved past it. I mean, maybe it is for some people who are outside the sphere a little bit, but I'm just letting you know what some of the realities are. That said... Of course. Let's 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 move on. Do you have a point you'd like to make about the future and moving on as well about council? Um, well, I, I like I said, I think I think this was an opportunity. Um, I mean, I obviously I agree with, with with I think the consensus. He's probably a top, you know, one or two managers in baseball, you know, and and, and again, and, and even in a bigger, you know, a, a tremendous upgrade uh, to David Ross. You know, um, like I said, Ross, again, with zero experience. Yeah. You know, went in there. You know, um, I hear you, Phil. Thank you, buddy. You've, you've made the point. Absolutely. Um, the news of him not meeting their expectations is brand new as of Monday morning. A month ago, he had met their expectations. Now, all of a sudden, he is not. That is a big change because they didn't they didn't tell you that. 
But that's the clear subtext of this. Just in case anybody was wondering, the very clear subtext is uh, you're not as good as this guy. Live with that forever. Okay, thank you. And there's an emotional part of that, too. Hey, you're not as good as this guy. Oof. It's tough, man. So that part is tough. But that part is undeniably how they feel. Absolutely. But he didn't really let you in on that stuff until Monday morning. Let us talk to Rich in Logan Square on 670 The Score on Hit and Run. Good morning, Rich. Hey, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. You got it. Uh, uh, so, yeah, just a quick question. I just kind of want to get your thoughts on a proposed trade. Okay. Uh, do you think there could be a matchup between the Cubs and the White Sox this offseason? In my opinion, you know, just from what I've read, the Cubs desperately need offense. The White Sox desperately need pitching. Uh, could you potentially see a trade, maybe the White Sox sending Eloy Jimenez to the Cubs, who I think would be a great offensive addition for uh, one of their young arms, maybe Ben Brown or um, uh, Caleb Borton or uh, Caleb Killian, one of those guys? Um, I'll hang up and listen to your response on that. All right. Thanks, man. Um, Cade Horton. Yeah, no chance in hell for Cade Horton absolutely for anybody. Absolutely not. I, I, I believe Cade Horton is going absolutely no place. Just know this as the young names get mentioned, and they will be named. Caleb Killian had a taste in the big leagues, greatly unimpressive. Hayden Wesneski, a taste in the big leagues, still a bunch of upside there, in my opinion. Be interested to know what other organizations think about him. Banished to the bullpen, some utility there, but still a lot of upside as a starter. Ben Brown, super intriguing. Legit MLB arm with a legit MLB pitch or two. And has not shown anything in the big leagues yet, which actually keeps his value higher than Wesneski because you can dream of what it might look like. Um, who else? Uh, Javier Assad, incredible utility shown between starting and the bullpen, a ton of value for Javier Assad, in my opinion, and an interesting moment where you could make a choice to sell high. If you believe that there's limitations on him, I like Assad, uh, Jordan Wicks has shown you he's a legit big, he's a legit major league starter. The changeup is awesome. It makes the other pitches play up. He has shown an ability to adjust when people are sitting on the changeup. I personally would not trade Jordan Wicks. He's just smart, man. He's, he's a gamer. He, he's smart as hell. He prepares. He's got a, a really healthy arm. To me, I, it, that's my number four starter. That's my locked and loaded number four starter this year. Or number five starter if they upgrade significantly on the front end. Cade Horton is as close as you have had in a long time to the next Kerry Wood. Do not trade Kate Horton. Just don't. You know what I was interested in last year was bringing him up to maybe be a closer at the end of your season as you were desperately trying to solve the bullpen issues. I was able to bring that up to, um, to Carter, uh, Carter Hawkins, at Wrigley one day when Danny and I were, were, were there, we were hosting, and we were on the air at Gallagher Way, and I said, Carter, what about, hear me out, Cade Horton as a closer down the stretch? And he laughed and he said, what, have you been talking to Jed? <laughs> no way. Oh, dude. <laughs> Apparently Jed was the guy who sits around and dreams of that and was throwing it out in their meetings or every day saying, uh, well, why not Cade Horton? Why not bring him up? Like, give him to Rossi. Let, it, let him be that guy. Let him be. Hey, we could use him in short, in, in short innings and use him in high leverage. That was Jed. I love that. He was thinking about it. So do I. Because it makes all the sense in the world. I love that I bring it up to Carter. He's like, what are you? Who are you, Jed? They're not touching Cade Horton in trade. Um, Eloy Jimenez. What's Eloy making this year? 18? Can you look up on Spot Track, see what he's making? I know Mancata is making 24. All their contracts go up. Yeah, this is this is a jump. This is this is a year of of, of a jump to do it. Here, I've got it right here. Um, you know, it, it's uh you don't want Eloy, what is it, at, at 18 mil, something like that? Tell me what you got. Because it looks it, like he's got so he's like 13, but there's escalators here. So really, it's going to be like a 29. Oh, my gosh. This is so goofy the way they did this. Eloy is at sorry. Oh, no. So it's down. So Eloy's at it's, 13. It's eight. almost 14. Yeah. It, it, so it's about 14 mil for this year. So that's not too bad. Then there are the club options and 25 and 26. Would I consider Eloy for the Cubs? <sighs> no. So that's a straight DH. 
And if you're going to go straight DH, I think you want to be more efficient that way, either with a better player that you trade for, like Juan Soto or somebody like that, obviously, uh, although it would cost you a lot more, or you're going to go cheap and keep Christopher Morrell as your straight DH. That's, that's the way I would play it. Yeah, so no. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big old no, but thank you for the call. This is Nancy on 670 The Score. Nancy, you're on Hit and Run with me, Matt Spiegel. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm so glad you're doing this show today. It's so nice to have baseball talk in the middle of football season. Yeah, it feels good. It's always a breath of fresh air. I agree. Yeah, and your associate producer sounds like a very nice young man. He is a ch- Thank you. I, I, I'm glad that he's doing his job well and coming off nice. Yes. Well, my thought is that, in general, I think the Craig Council hire is a good move, but I can't help but being concerned about the fact that his carrying card is that he does great things with fewer resources. Yes. And I hope that's not one of the things the Cubs were looking at with this hire. I know you said earlier that this should get the Cubs going out and get what they need in free agency, and I hope that's true instead of thinking they can go on the cheap now and that they have this great manager. It's a great question, and it's an understandable thought. Here's my thought on it, Nancy. I think it does not change their spending desires one iota I I legitimately think it does not affect what they want to do there's some hard math hard and and fast math here which is that the competitive balance tax which is the de facto luxury tax has three separate tiers and organizations like the Cubs who are in a win now mode will willingly go above certain tiers and pay the penalties that it presents. I think the Cubs were planning to go at or above the first level of the competitive balance tax this year, no matter what, whether it was David Ross or Craig Council. And I think they will still be willing to do that at the very least. That means there's probably $50 million to spend to add on to payroll. If we are to believe what spot track and above the cap, um, some of these sites have to say now, will they go above the second level of the tax? Maybe right now in a win-now mode, as long as they can get down below that second level like next year. Whatever it is, you don't want to be three years in a row above those levels because that's when the penalties get massive. That's when you're paying 50% extra on top of everything that you're spending. Now, will they be willing to do that if income is rising, if tickets, if they're selling out every game? And they're making more as the years to come. What if they had Shohei Otani and all of a sudden Japanese marketing has raised the income level because they've got fans from Japan flying in to stay at the Hotel Zachary and they're selling an Otani package for Tokyo to Chicago and they're tying it in with Japanese sponsors and all those money, that money. And Shohei Otani Cubs jerseys are flying off the shelves in Japan and all around the world. Marquee subscriptions going up. Marquee subscriptions as a standalone are suddenly being bought in Asia by the by the hundreds of thousands, you know? Then are they willing to stay above levels of the competitive balance tax in the future? Maybe. But a manager doesn't do that. A manager doesn't have that effect. Now, those factors are things to consider when we're talking about Otani and stratospheric levels to begin with. But I think what is most likely happening here is that with council now, you are more attractive. So that means that maybe somebody will consider you a little bit more because council's there and you'll be able to get them in a way that you hadn't expected. That kind of thing. But I don't think they're going to go on the cheap. I think they're going to do what they were planning to do. I'll, I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised if they add anything less than fifty million dollars to where they stand as of now. I'll ask Sahad of Sharma the exact question in one hour. But I would be surprised if they add anything less than fifty million dollars to where they are right now. And if it's forty or forty-five because of some accounting error that these websites have made that doesn't fit what they know, then I ask you to cut me some slack. It is Matt Spiegel here with you on 670 The Score. This is Hit and Run. White Sox talk with Chuck Garfine at the top of the hour, but more of your calls next on The Score. Hit and Run with Matt. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours... 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. At Spiegel, Sunday mornings on The Score. Yeah, it's it's certainly case-to-case. We're getting to know the, the, you know, the landscape when it comes to both trades and free agency right now. Um, and then... You know, you attack the offseason that way. Um, yeah, it could be an offseason where trades are the best way to improve the organization. It also could be a, a combination of free agents uh, in trade. So, um, you know, that's why we're here at the GM meetings to, to figure out what the landscape is. That is Chris Getz, the new boss of the White Sox. And let me say this. Do you have the shorty where he says, I don't like our team? Sean, go ahead and play that. When you get a chance. Because I'll say this. Overall, Getz's comments, they made me feel, if anything, better, not worse, as a White Sox fan. My goodness. Because how could you watch that team and like that team? I don't like our team. He doesn't like the team. Says it's not a well-rounded team. He is correct. That man is correct. Wait, Sean, where is the associate producer? It's a quick bathroom break. I, that is unacceptable. That is unacceptable. He just texted me asking if he could have an hour off. Um, did so, he really? Yeah, he did. He's working hard back there, <laughs> no, Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, but, but he's doing that. He's texting me from the bathroom. I'm going to text him back. Get back in here. I need you now. Need you until 10. Unbelievable. These kids today, my goodness, he thought he could just start then, just start his break now. It's unbelievable. I'd like to apologize to everybody. Stan and Bellwood, you're on 670 The Score. I'd like to apologize for the associate producer thinking that he could just. I'm with him. When you got to go, you got to go, Steve. (laughs) Yeah, all right. There he is. Now he's back. Okay, Stan, what you got, man? How are you? Good morning. Hey. Hey, likewise. Uh, good morning. Uh, nice diversion uh, today. You know, we always like uh, talking about baseball uh, at every opportunity. Yep, it's uh, the best conversational sport of all time, if you ask me. That's right. Yeah. Hey, um, listen, of the two uh, major stories uh, in Chicago this past week, uh, the Craig Council to the Cubs resonated far more with me than the uh uh, Benetti exit. Um, the very first thing that I thought when I heard the news, uh, as a Sox fan, is is you know why can't we have nice things like this? Why can't our team, our management, be as proactive and go for the uh, jugular? Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm I still uh, am ticked off that the White Sox finally stepped up and did the right thing by firing uh, Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams, but then they didn't close the deal by getting rid of Grafal with them. So it's not in their DNA to, uh, you know, to be ruthless and show fans that you're serious. Uh, as far as Jason Benetti goes, um, you know, I'll say up front, uh, I certainly enjoyed listening to him. I thought he was very good. Uh, but I don't detect that Sox fans are as up in arms about his exit as most score hosts would have you believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know any Sox fans, as a matter of fact, uh, who quit the team or will stop watching because he's gone. Quite frankly, I, you know, I, I don't get the hand-wringing. And the indignation. Uh, I'm old enough to remember. I go back as far as uh, Bob Elson and Red Rush. Do you know how many Sox announcers that they've been that uh, that they they have been since then? 
the I'm with Chris Guest. Uh, I like Jason Benetti. I wish him well, but his exit is way, way down the list of things that I hate about the White Sox, and I'm much more concerned with the team. I, 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 I hear you, Stan. Thank you for the call. I, I'm sure you're not alone. I'm sure that SCORE hosts um, and media folks who love Jason as a dude, if we know him, and we do, uh, are more passionate about it than some portions of the White Sox fan base. I can tell you, though, that I know personally plenty of White Sox fans who are upset and are angry and are hurt by it. Um, so it's not just score hosts. But, yes, we know him, and we also appreciate the medium and play-by-play perhaps uh, a little more with, with more levels and, and more care. Uh, obviously, I do. I did a podcast about it, and I'm writing a book about it. But, like, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. It, really what it is to me is just part and parcel of what has been for about three and a half years a systematic removal of likability about the organization. A systematic removal of likability, beginning with the hire of Tony La Russa and how that was clearly received by his own general manager and what everyone had to say about it. And then all the different things that have gone on in between, some of them players brought upon themselves, obviously, and are not the fault of the organization. Some of it organizational choices and who they brought in, Mike Clevenger. You know, th- there are a lot of things along the way that have contributed to this systematic removal of likability. And the fact that this White Sox fan who is your broadcaster and is beloved by a lot of people, if not you, just know that he's beloved by a lot of people and a lot of fans was essentially pushed out or just decided he needed to find somewhere else to be uh, to be a, a baseball guy. It doesn't sit well. I'm, uh, I'm glad it's okay with you, or I'm glad it doesn't make the impact on you that it has made on others because they will need you. That is for sure. This is Chip in Macomb on 670 The Score. Good morning, Chip. Good morning, Matt. Hey, quick question about the White Sox and their direction, because with Chris Getz coming in and saying what he has, all I've thought of is this is a group of different people saying the same thing we've been hearing year after year. The only way you're going to get any team to be fundamentally sound if you've had trouble with the current roster is to revamp the whole thing and bring in people that are better at doing the fundamental things, base running, fielding, whatever Mm -hmm. it may be. The issue I have, though, too, is I'm watching this organization just not do anything well. I mean, Chris gets saying what he did about I don't like this team. Yeah, nobody really did. I mean, he's not saying anything that nobody didn't believe to begin with. But we're seeing, again, different people saying the same thing. But in Getz, it's still under a Reinsdorf situation. It definitely is. And I completely understand the learned cynicism, the learned pessimism that you and most people have. And that is something that they will have to overcome in the court of public opinion. And they'll do it by actions, right? There are some actions that are intriguing, and we'll discuss some of them with Chuck Garfine in a matter of moments. The assistant general manager is Josh Barfield. That's from the outside, Arizona. Good farm system. Good forward-thinking front office. The senior advisor to pitching now is Brian Bannister. Yes, he's the son of Floyd Bannister, so there are White Sox ties. But Brian Bannister's been with the Giants, been with a few other teams, a very, very forward-thinking guy, according to everyone in the the industry. Gene Watson is the director of player personnel. Another outside voice brought in. Those three people working with Getz and under Getz, and then you've got um, you've got the uh, the Paul Yanish, the director of player development, who just came in from Rice. And I know that people can 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 look at Rice and say that it's not a, a behemoth of a program like Vanderbilt was or like Rice used to be. But Paul Yanish is a really interesting hire. There's four hires under Chris Getz who are not same old, same old. And so that that gives you a moment because they need a lot of people like that, a lot of people. They need to overhaul a lot of folks within the organization. I don't know how many of how many moves are still to come, but I'm intrigued. I'm at least a little intrigued by that batch of moves. And a couple of the coaching staff hires, I don't know. But, you know, we'll have to see what happens with those. 
We'll discuss it with Chuck and see what he genuinely is excited about, what he genuinely is pessimistic about because he's always honest about it thank you for your phone calls we'll take a few a lot more phone calls in the 11 o'clock hour and some maybe in the middle of the 10 o'clock hour but we'll get guesty a little bit with chuck garfine and then sahad of sharma as we get deep inside the cubs and socks a reminder to text me your visions of otani visions of otani with all due respect to bob dylan a moment in an imagined future game or a statistical accomplishment that he completes at Wrigley Field, that kind of thing. Text it to me all morning at 312-644-6767, and we'll do a segment in the 11 o'clock hour where I share those. All right? Okay. All right. The executive producer is Sean Sears. The associate producer is now free to move about the building. Ruben? Hey, buddy. You're free until uh, 1055, Okay. He's saluting and signing off. And now we'll play video games on his phone for the next hour. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice to be 11? You oh, know? I wish, man. I wish. Yeah. His pay is being reduced by one third, though. I made that oh, deal with him via tough. text. Well, that's it's, come tough. on, man. You ask for time off. You got to understand what that means in the world. You really do. True. We're teaching them, we teach real lessons here at the school. That, yes, we do. A job is a job. You're not going to work. You don't get paid, pal. Could be worse. You could be an intern, you know? We don't have those anymore. We don't. No. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Stick around until noon on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. I don't like our team. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during O'Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.